Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And here on this podcast, we have adult conversations about... Yesterday's animations. And all this month, it's March Marvel Madness. And this is where Travis and I... Or or Marvel Town USA, as you called earlier. Anything I can't think of becomes (laughs) fill-in-the-blank town USA, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Is this where we get together and have fantasy basketball teams with superheroes? Yeah. Pretty much, like Marvel Marvel superheroes? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, well, I've got Hulk as my forward. Okay, I like it. I don't even know what a Ford is. Is there a Ford in basketball? Yeah, sure. Okay. I like it. It's played on, a basketball is played on ice, right? If it's good. Okay. <laughs> Canadian basketball, probably. Um, no, this whole month we are talking each week about a different Marvel Comics cartoon. Last week we talked about Spider-Man and his pretty cool pals. Yeah. Um, and, man, we enjoyed that. It was a blast. It was a blast from the past. Ooh. From 1984, I believe. No, 83. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you can tell by the, the raucous tunes that you're hearing in your ear earphones right now. <laughs> but we're actually, this is a first for DPTC. We're, of course, covering a new show for us today. But it's not new as far as time goes. Nope. It's very old. Emphasis on past, on the day's past. Very old. It's uh, 30 some odd years older than us, I yep. think. Yep. We're traveling all the way back to the time of... Uh, a massive change in the country. Yep. I don't know what John F. Kennedy was president. I think he, he was actually already uh, already gone. Already for three okay. Years. Well, that's yep. my American history for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, people were smoking drugs and wearing beads <laughs> and uh, smoking them drugs. There was, we're talking about the sixties. Yeah. We're specifically talking about nineteen sixty six. Yes. And there's a there's a popular movie franchise out right now. I mean, it's a little. I guess it's a little popular. It's some toys that they've released and some everything known to man has Avengers on it. (laughs) We're talking about there was no Avengers cartoon, but wasn't there? What we're talking about is Meet the sulky over funky kind of hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel (laughs) Superheroes is the name of the show, technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, This is a show from 1966. The ghost of JFK was, I think, still (laughs) looming large over these episodes. Uh, It was. It ran for one season of 65 episodes, uh, and each episode was divided into three chapters that were really uh, telling all one story. But they divided up like it was almost three issues of a comic book, and they would feature one of five superheroes: Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. Hulk, and the Submariner. Now, most of you probably know those first four mm-hmm. and do not know the fifth, and we're not going to discuss him today. <laughs> He's just too much of trouble. He's not even in the show, so yeah. screw it. He, he can step out. But why are we talking about the Marvel superheroes if we want to talk about the Avengers? Well, on this show, the Avengers made appearances. 
We were talking about the Captain America episode, episode six of Captain America, by the way, entitled Zemo and the Masters of Evil. And the Masters, masters of the <laughs> Evil Universe. <laughs> I've been walking around doing that voice quite a bit now. I do it too. Yeah, I, I do it with everything. I do it when I go in bathrooms. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Was, maybe are you going to find that you can't go unless you do the voice maybe. now? Yeah, I do. It Hi, in bathrooms. you. I need you to urinate. I, th- I think bathrooms are when I'm driving. It's just weird, man. It's a thing. <laughs> thing I'm going through. Well, Marvel actually goes back all the way to World War two times uh, with timely comics, but. Marvel Comics, as we kind of know it today, really debuted in 1961 with the Fantastic Four. That was the first Marvel comic, technically. And the Avengers came around in 1963. And all I mean, it was such a like all the superheroes that we know now, just about that are big time Avengers or yeah. have their shows coming out, they were created at this time by wow. Stanley and some artist, whoever that fill in the blank. So so Fantastic Four were the pioneers. They were the first, yeah. And they're a great, it's a great concept, it's a great comic. They keep screwing it up in the movies, and hopefully now that Marvel owns Fox, we might get a good Fantastic Four show out of it. But I mean, it's not it's not Alba. Al- Alba is Alba is probably the best thing on there. I mean, best <laughs> as in I enjoy looking at her. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, well, think about it. Yeah. The guy who plays Captain America now, he was the Human Torch in those Fantastic Four movies, so he's gotten to be two major superheroes from Marvel Comics. He was, yeah, yeah, same guy. Wow. Just when he was he, younger, he was, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah okay. totally. Fantastic Four wasn't even in any of these cartoons that were run because they were off the table. Hanna-Barbera did a 1967 Fantastic Four show, so they said, hands off, you jerks. <laughs> Don't touch. That's how they talked in 1966, yeah. right? <laughs> hey, that's not groovy, man. Don't do our show. It's our legal right. <laughs> just, yeah, just like bell bottoms and right. whatever. Yeah. Um, it was done. Let's see. The production company was Grant. Okay, this is weird. Grand Trey Lawrence. Grantray is a combination of the first names Grant and Ray, who were two of the three producers on it. Why they didn't just call it like a three-person name, I don't know. But Pretty original. Grantray, yeah. They were a Canadian <laughs> animation studio that were around from 1954 to 1967. Dude, they barely did anything besides this and then the 1967 Spider-Man show that we got that awesome theme song from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, uh, I, just as a quick note, Ray Patterson, which was one of the founders, he was an animator, producer, and director, and he had worked for Disney and MGM before he worked there. And after that, he went on to work for Hanna-Barbera, which was when the company that did these, they went bankrupt, and then he moved on to Hanna-Barbera. How they went bankrupt, I don't know, because it looks like they were spending negative $5 on these episodes. <laughs> like, I think they were, some, they were taking money on maybe, the side. Maybe not on the sound part of it. It's not, it's not I mean, to me, the, the sound is like... It's you, awful. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> guys, so if, if you've heard us, if you listen to the show very often, you've heard us talk about limited animation when yeah. we talked about filmation. This is limited animation. Before we get into that, because that, that sadly, one of the funniest things about this show is visual. We're going to have to describe it to you because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you got to go check this out on wherever you can find it. Um, the company also produced... The other two shows that I found, like, in those, what, 13 years it was around, I really only found two other credits. One was a show called Rocket Robin Hood. I can imagine it's a sci-fi Robin Hood. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. and right. the other one, I just, I, I love this name. Max, the 200-year-old mouse. <laughs> it, it sells. Just, it it sells. sounds like a great children's book you would read before you go to bed at night, yeah. before you get tucked in. <laughs> the artwork was actually photocopied directly from the comics. 
Like, these are actual comic panels that are photocopied and traced and whatever, and then very limited animation applied to it. So, folks, we're talking about a still face with moving lips. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. If you're lucky. We're talking about, like, a still rigid body just, like, throwing itself across the screen, basically. Just the way it looks like when you have action figures and you make them fight each other. So, it's just, like, people who are frozen in place, but you're moving their whole body. Right. That's what these are. This is what it looks like when people play with toys. Yeah, or or, or when whenever you're doing like a puppet show and like <laughs> and like back in the day you you'd glue like a piece of paper to a popsicle stick <laughs> right, right, and right. move it on the end of a table yeah. and do a show for your parents. Walking and shit. is just shaking back and forth and yeah. moving from left to right, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the, the art is cool. Like, I mean, these are classic awesome. comic books. So you got Jack Kirby, uh probably Don Heck. I don't know if any Steve Ditko is in there, but like these are classic comic book stories that they are uh adapting. So so really pretty cool stuff. And I mean, the animation actually is kind of cool. Like I felt like it was like listening to a radio play with that they someone else later added some pictures to kind of. Entertaining nonetheless, man. I, 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 was, I enjoyed it. I watched it a lot. Uh, I, they had these on VHS and so, when I was a kid and I would rent them and watch them. And I just thought they were great. This and the Spider-Man show. And they're all pretty like, you know, by today's standards, they're basically what you would call like a motion comic. They make them now where they'll take comics and then they'll digitally do what they did here. And that's still, that's still like a big thing. Well, it, I don't know how big it is, but it's, it gets done. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it happened. I mean, Marvel and DC have done it. In the dark I, underworld, you, well, they, you might still be able to cop these or what? They even did it like for um, the movie Watchmen. I think they did a motion comic for that. Yeah. So this is not, it's not a new thing that we like to take pictures and just say like, let's make that a cartoon with li- very little money thrown at it, I yeah. guess, with voice actors behind it. Uh, we've talked about Stan Lee a bit on this show during our X-Men episode. All, all your hate for him. <laughs> um. The Marvel in the 1960s, and specifically Stanley, adapted this kind of like carnival barker, like corniness that was really very endearing. And they still use this language to some extent today, just kind of jokingly. But they would put out these like bulletins in the comics from yeah. the Marvel offices announcing certain things. And they would have this real conversational <laughs> in a very weird, like it's not, it was not hip but it was its own kind of language. I want to read the Marvel bullpen announcement for the Marvel superheroes TV show coming to the airwaves to give you a little taste of what the language was like. So this was like a commercial. It was an ad. It was a print ad basically. Like it's like a, it's like a letter from the editor basically. But instead of, Hey readers, we have some information for you. This is how it was. It won't be long before our swinging superheroes make their star-studded debut on TV, appearing five nights a week. That's right, five, count them, five nights a week for a half hour each night. So you've just got time to make sure your set's in good working order, check your local paper for time and station, and prepare to have a ball. Check that set. Check your set. <laughs> Apparently, TV sets were not reliable at the time. So, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, turn one knob. Yeah. Hey, we're good. Okay, yeah. Marvel superheroes. Yeah, here we your go. One, your one channel. Make sure that one channel is, is <laughs> <Right>. working. <laughs> um, before we dig into this, uh, Travis, I feel like this is a very unique opportunity because most people who haven't read much comics, their first exposure to the Avengers and these these kind of major Marvel characters is the movies. That's not my case. I, I've said in a previous episode, like, I've read plenty of comics since a very young age, so I was familiar with them before they were made into movies, so I can have my own 
point of reference. Yeah. But you have not seen, you and I watched Black Panther earlier this week yes, we together yeah. and had a great rollicking time. Oh, it was fantastic. I can't wait for us to watch other Marvel movies. I want to get your opinion. But I think it's great because today we're going to talk about your actual first exposure to the Avengers. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like a crime. It like, does, like, yeah. like we, show me where the Avengers expose themselves to you. <laughs> yeah, why, 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 are you, why are you showing this, this light in my face right now? What are you doing to me? Just the one dangling light bulb yeah, over your head. Yeah. Um, no, you got to meet Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. They all figure into this episode, and it's not technically an Avengers episode. They don't even say Avengers. Yeah. But these are like, this is the holy trinity of the Avengers, the same way uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are the trinity of DC and the Justice League. Yeah. So... I think it's pretty cool that you're getting to meet them at their most elemental. If you're not going to read the comics, this is the next best thing. Yeah, for sure, To meet man. them in their original form. Yeah. Okay. Background information out of the way. We're going to get your opinion on these, these fine young men. Okay. <laughs> As we go through here. Yeah. But let's talk about Zemo and the Masters of Evil. Masters. Masters of Evil. <laughs> you're like, Travis, why are you peeing right now? Why are you peeing in you're the just studio? Like, ah, ah. It's like... <laughs> It's an animal reaction. Okay. Zemo and the Masters of Evil. Um, Masters of Evil are Avengers villains, and Baron Zemo is often an Avengers villain. He actually showed up in Captain America Civil War. We start off in the jungle. I think it's in Africa, I would assume. And this pilot lands in a real weird-looking ship, and a guy gets brought out by indigenous people. How would you describe the way this man looks, this Zemo, Travis? Uh, Well... He looked like a uh, like royalty, like like uh, in uh, medieval times. Yes, and he's wearing a uh, he has like a like a red a red towel over his <laughs> a red a red see through towel over his like a handcloth. Yes, over yes. his over his face. <laughs> he has what I've dubbed Orco syndrome. But it seems like multiple characters in the Masters of the Universe universe right. have this issue where like their hat or their helmet or whatever gets pulled over their eyes and it just becomes their face. Yeah. That's basically what's happened to him here. Like he has, you're right, like a towel or a cloth <laughs> that's just over his head and his somehow his eyes and his nose and his mouth like are visible through the fabric. It's just a terrible drawing, frankly, of his face. It doesn't make any physical sense. Yeah. Yeah, and he's wearing this, it's like almost fuchsia colored everything, and he's got frills and um, fur, like a fur boa almost. <laughs> it's yeah, really ridiculous. It looks like a medieval, like, uh, you know, like the fur that would be Finery. around. Yeah, be around yes. the king's uh, little cape or whatever the yes. hell they wear. Yeah. So this is, this is our main bad guy, Baron Zemo. They never call him Baron in this. I don't know why, but he is like an, he's... I don't remember his whole backstory, but he's definitely got Nazi ties. <laughs> so I don't know why. I don't think they shy away from that in the Captain America comics or even the cartoons. Like these are very direct implementations of those stories. So I don't know. They don't call him Baron, but Zemo. And I'd like to point out a few things. You can tell someone is evil when they refer to themselves in the third person and when they say ba to express like distaste for something. Oh. <laughs> Which happens in these cartoons <laughs> yeah. quite a bit, I would say. He establishes himself, and also if you're being carried forth on like a wicker thing by indigenous people that you've conquered, you're probably evil. I don't think you're usually a good guy yeah. if you do that. Yeah. Slowly, the pilot approaches a masked monarch seated upon a crude jungle throne. You are on time? That is good. Do you have my supplies? I brought everything you wanted. Ah, these latest scientific journals still give me no clue to the removal of Formula X. 
and I doomed to wear this accursed hood forever. You never told me how that hood got pasted to your head, Zemo. It is dangerous to pry into Zemo's secrets. That's like a real like gangster thing to say. <laughs> yeah. What a terrible. <laughs> and you have been on time, and that is good. Bah. Bah. Just real offhanded bah. He, I love it. I just love, he seems very, like, frankly, and I don't mean in a sexual way, he seems very impotent. Like, he, like he'll, at various times in this cartoon, he just jumps around in place, like, stomping his feet yeah. when he's really worked up about something, like a toddler. He just seems like he can't do shit. He is just a piece, man. That's <laughs> fair. Man, uh, that narrator, what a classic voice. Awesome voice. I love how wow, much narration man. there is in this. It's yeah. great. Everything he says is, like, no matter how ridiculous... Class sells it big time. Definitely. I don't, here's the thing. Like he's got it hanging off of his face, this cloth. He could at least trim it a little bit. Like make it like trim it back to the face. Cause apparently what happened, this is okay. Makes no damn. Yeah. It's, well, it's such a stretch. It's so stupid. Like that. This is his big problem with Captain America. It reminds me of, okay. The classic, like the very original origin for Lex Luthor in Superman, the reason he hated Superman was Superman did something that accidentally made Lex Luthor lose all his hair. Now, as a man with certain genetic faults, I understand (laughs) where he's coming from, but... That is not a good motivation for a villain for life. Yeah. Like yeah. for the the world's smartest man for or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And this is real similar, I would say. Now, he he was a Nazi criminal who was a scientist in we, we see in a flashback. Allegedly. Oh, <laughs> alleged Nazi. <laughs> I, you would make a great lawyer for Nazis, Travis. Uh, oh. uh, uh, objection. Alleged Nazi. I don't want that title. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Call Travis at Good Lord. 555 Nazi. It's the right amount nine, of letters, even. Nine. Yeah. Nine. He, back in World War II, was creating essentially like weapons of mass destruction, it seems like, or just, he was kind of like a, almost a Mangala type, if you go into the comics, and he created Adhesive X, which he also calls Formula X, just <laughs> anything X makes it sound cooler, as X-Men have taught us, Yeah, and it's just this adhesive that cannot be, it's super glue. That never goes bad, I guess. And Captain America just throws his shield when he had, he finds him, attacks him, throws his mighty shield. Right. And he manages to get the adhesive all over him, and it sticks. The, he said he wore a hood to hide his, his identity. It's not a hood. Yeah. It is just like a big, fat beach towel that he yeah. wrapped over his head or whatever. Hey, and you know what? We missed an important thing. Speaking of Captain America's mighty shield. When Captain America throws his mighty shield. Guys, we got we got some extra money here we can spend on this on this sound budget. I really wish that they were like a minute and a half long songs. They or at least because they're so catchy, but they only last for 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah. I love them, man. Yeah. And I forgot about them until I watched these again. Awesome. And it's always the same group of it's this old 60s thing where you always have men and women, like five men and women get together and sing just in unison. They don't even harmonize. Yeah. They just sing all the stuff at once. I love it. And you can tell they did it all in one day. <laughs> Like three of the four or whatever are in the same key. It's wonderful. It's a little bit of America. A little bit of America in your ear, folks. Mm. God, I got to find another dumb voice to do. (laughs) I like it. It's too hard to (laughs) help me. So Zemo has a history with Captain America, and he finds out through just a new... I guess he's just in hiding in the jungle, 
He's like one of those Nazis that's like hiding in Scandinavia or something like that. Allegedly. Alleg- he, Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly, damn it. All right. He admits that he's a Nazi. <laughs> he He's hiding in the jungle from war crimes, I would assume, and he has this pilot bring him supplies or whatever, and one of them is just a scientific journal, as you heard, and he sees in the scientific journal, Captain America lives. He assumes that Captain America died when we thought he died back in the day. Cap is back. He got frozen, and now he's back, and he's out in the world doing American things. So Zemo is going to put together a plan he apparently already has Masters of Evil at his command because yeah. he just says, go gather the Masters of Evil for me. And he's just like Skeletor, man. Yeah. He, he's, got he's, his, he's got them for days. Those are the real Masters. Yeah. These are different Masters. <laughs> Zemo has the Masters of Evil. He says, we're going to draw Captain America out into the public eye and I'm going to kill him. I guess is the main thing. I really don't feel like they shy away from like the intent of the villains. I don't think anyone ever says, I'm going to kill you. Uh, just like Video Man last episode would not say that. But yeah. I also don't feel like they're get, they're shying away from like what their actual goal is. He's just like, I want to take revenge on this man for gluing a beach towel to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, I, a see-through beach towel. <laughs> yeah, a semi-translucent yeah. beach towel. So the Masters of Evil are three supervillains. We have the Black Knight, we have the Melter, and we have the Radioactive Man. Yeah. Everybody who says his name, the radioactive man is how they say it, (laughs) which is like, it's such a small difference, but the radioactive man sounds like a 1950s sci-fi movie. Yeah. Like the 50 foot tall man or something like that. But radioactive man is like, I'm Superman. You're not like the Superman. (laughs) That's just sound that everybody says it the other way. Yeah. Really sticks in my crawl. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like my crawl getting stuck. (laughs) And where's my whistle? He has a plan. This plan... I think there are other ways. Like, I think he could have had a better plan. I think he could have. Captain America is not like a private person. Obviously, he's appearing in magazines. So you could probably just go find him and kill him. You don't have to draw him out. But then we wouldn't have an episode. Yeah. (laughs) So his plan is to get these three other goons involved. And we'll describe them as we go. But basically, the plan is to use Adhesive X, the same Adhesive X that adhesed the... (laughs) The towel to his face. (laughs) And he's just going to have them spray it all over New York City and have people get stuck to things. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like a really strong Loctite. Just a little spray glue. That's right. It causes pandemonium, actually. (laughs) Like, people... The, the crowd work that they do, the Walla <laughs> sessions, like people sound like they're genuinely losing their minds over what's happening. Like yeah. I've never seen, so, like people's brains are being turned inside out by what's happening. <laughs> now, I don't blame them because the, the Black Knight is a guy in a medieval suit on a black Pegasus, like a flying winged horse <laughs> with... I don't remember. Well, in the comics, it has uh, uh, bat wings, but I think it has feathered wings. Yeah, in you this. think Satan is dropping down. Yeah, he might as well be. <laughs> He's like, okay, this horse looks like it's powered by a fart cloud, by the way. It's like (laughs) fart contrails because it's just going over the city with a giant green cloud following its ass right behind. And it's, I guess that's how the adhesive gets spread. I don't think we're going to hear anything from the Black Knight. He's not particularly entertaining to me. But people, vehicles, everything is, you get to really see how there's just still images of people in peril. And maybe there's like a a moped that just kind of gets moved around. You're right. Like it is like glued to a a popsicle stick of some kind. People running, they're losing their shit. They're, They're in terror. And there's a guy named the Melter and he's just melting shit with a laser on his chest. That's his deal. 
That's all he does. <laughs> that's, his, that's his bag, baby. He, he, yes. He is outlandishly dressed in like literally thigh high boots and God, and like a, a chest piece and everything else. These carriages <laughs> look so ridiculous. I love it, man. This is like high 60s fashion, I would say. Yeah. I want you guys to hear the, I would say the best acting is the crowd work. Then another menacing figure suddenly appears on the streets, melting whatsoever he points at. Run! It's the mysterious mountain! The ground has become like flypaper! <laughs> the ground has become like flypaper! <laughs> My feet don't move! Oh, man. Crowd work. Awesome, awesome yeah, crowd it work. Is, I'm loving man. it. No, it's it actually, like, they're definitely committed. I will say that much. The, you're noticing there, I, I don't know if you're noticing, but I'll tell you what I'm noticing. Okay, what do you got? How everybody, at some point, sounds like they're about 10 feet too far away from the microphone. Yeah. It sounds like it's recorded in a, in a big studio room. That's why it sounds like a radio play to me. So Zemo's plan works because Captain America does arrive, but he's not alone. He's got two bosom buddies who are who are, have been let off the chain. Who are kicking ass and taking names. Taking all the master's names and writing them down and putting like two or three checks beside them because they keep talking while the teacher's away. <laughs> That's what we had to do. Yeah, someone cruising for a bruise. They are cruising for a major bruising. Those pals are Thor and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. So we've got the core Avengers. I mean, how could they lose? Well, you might see how they could lose. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see these buddies lose. They all arrive, and I will say that Thor is occasionally British (laughs) in his speech. Part time. Look, it's the radioactive man. I'm closest. I'll get him. Surprised, for Have you forgotten how my radioactive body can repulse your hammer? So that was Captain America. My beauty. <laughs> and then Thor, like, I'll get him. <laughs> this, like, there, there's some very relaxed reads going on in this show. I, right. There's more Iron Man really undersells everything, <laughs> which I know he's supposed to be a cool dude, but man, it's like he's on Quaaludes or oh. something at the time. And Radioactive Man, who looks like a New Year's Eve baby, if it was irradiated in like a piss yellow green, oh, like, yeah. in a, or, or like a big yellow green glowing Buddha. Yeah. You know, like he's just a big fat dude, basically, in like a diaper. And every time he talks, I think there's like this evil accent that people have. It's 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 mid-Atlantic again, but it's like it's something else, too. He's actually Chinese in the comics. He's got, a communist. You got that mid-Atlantic ear, man. You just hear that. Well, I mean, I I, maybe it. I'm mis- overusing it, but the idea is like it's just like it's more than just sounding upper crust. Yeah. There's something about the pronunciations that gets changed, but he rolls his R's on Radioactive Man every time. He says, <laughs> and he says something about radiation or Radioactive Man or whatever many times in this episode, and I swear he he rolls the R every time. That's how evil he is. Uh, That's also a sign of evil, by the way, is rolling your R's. I'm yeah, going to have to catalog yeah. this now that I'm thinking about it. You might be a villain if. <laughs> I'll be appearing with Larry the Cable Guy yeah. at the improv in your town, regardless of when or where you're listening to this. That's a pretty good gig, buddy. Well, he's he's falling on hard times, I would say. Is he, though? All right. Iron Man, I want you to imagine a man in a trash can. How that sounds. Uh, <laughs> I'm pinned to the ground, helpless. Hold on, Cap. I'll free you before it hardens anymore. Halt, Iron Man! Have you forgotten me? It's the Melter. He's the only one with the power to damage my iron armor. 
I still can't move. <laughs> We're completely helpless against them. So Captain America has been stuck to the ground by this adhesive, <laughs> and Iron Man is over there just having a conversation with himself. Hey, so was that was that a cup to mouth situation or a pail on head to make that? What are you, uh, what are you thinking? I've actually been in sessions where, like, if there was someone was wearing a mask, then there was a mask in the studio that you put on. I, I mean, I'm gonna call pail on head. I, I, I maybe, man. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe he wanted to get into character yeah. really deep like that. Um, it sounds like he just sounds so he does not care what's happening. And Cap even basically says, I'm still stuck over here, dude. I'm in, I'm in mortal peril because he's stuck to the street at this point by yeah. the adhesive. And, 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 Iron and, Man, the, and the animation's just him moving, yeah, it's just, just back him, and forth, back yeah. and forth, just kind of swinging. Like, and Iron Man is just talking to himself, it's the melter, he's the only one that can melt my armor to himself. <laughs> Matt, here's the thing. I bet, I mean, this dialogue, I don't know if it's absolutely quoting the comic. That's how it was written, I assure you. Yeah. It was very close to that. Also, the every sentence, if it didn't end with a question mark or an ellipsis, it was an exclamation point 90% of the time. They did not know how to use periods until about 1971, I would say. <laughs> I, maybe they. Maybe it was like that part of the typewriter was broken or something. I don't know. But Stan Lee did not know how to... I think he just figured the more exclamation points, the better the comic. Throwing that Stan Lee shade and out he's, again. Well, he's fairly right. Hey, um, so 60s Iron Man looks a lot like uh, the Rocketeer. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Which I right. guess they 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 would have stolen the Rocketeer idea from that. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's uh, there's kind of this archetype of the armored hero that I guess Iron Man is like the first the first of them. Yeah. Um. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. The the well, especially the older Iron Man, like with the rectangular eye slots and everything, and the rectangular mouth. Yeah. Like he he's very static character. Like he can't emote at all, which is why I was complaining to you in Black Panther about how every and this happens in all the Marvel <laughs> movies how masks come off for no reason just so that we can see in the moment that people are feeling emotions. You yeah. know. And then the mask goes back on, but they would never take it off in How real you life. Invented that outside in the parking lot for about 30, 35 minutes. It was minutes like we had just had, like, we'd just gone through something, and I have to go <laughs> yell at you about our terrible boss that we both work for so or something. Upset. Yeah. Well, so Iron Man's here, Thor's here, Cap is here, and the adhesive is having its effect. Mm. Cap is stuck, and the solution they have for this is stupid, is ridiculous. Even, okay, even if you were to take the same plan, Let's explain the plan really All quick. Right. Okay, so Cap is stuck to the street. Thor keeps disappearing for many yeah, minutes. I don't at know time. what he's doing. I think he has a drug problem. He keeps going to the bathroom <laughs> or something. I'm not sure. Well, you know, plot-wise, this always happens to the Avengers. Thor is too powerful to always have on hand. So you have to find reasons for him not to be around. But I guess in the 60s, they didn't come up with those reasons. So, so you say Thor Thor is like next level powerful? He, he's like Superman. Yeah, he's like I mean, he's a god or at least... A being that is godlike, his his strength level is off the charts, yeah. off the chizzy, and <laughs> okay, his, Casey, Casey. his in, in vulnerability is also ranking right up there. Yeah, Bassin ranking right up Ooh. there. <laughs> and so, yeah, like to have him on the Avengers, I almost, I mean, I don't really want him on the Avengers because you have to have a really major threat to threaten a team that not only has these other guys, but it has Thor on it. Even just Thor alone should, frankly, be able to take out each one of these characters <laughs> or the whole team together. Yeah. But it's more interesting with everybody around. So I, that's why he keeps disappearing is what I make up about it. I say cocaine addiction, but we can keep going. Well, I mean, yeah, he looks like a hippie. <laughs> He's got long blonde hair. He's all right. talking all, all fancy, yeah. you know, dressed all fancy, too. 
<laughs> just the drugs making him talk fancy. <laughs> yeah, just talk. I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds kind of like a villain, frankly. Right, I bet it's kind of yeah. that's what British does. You hear that, England? <laughs> <laughs> You'll always be the villain. Yeah. Okay, so the the plot, or I'm sorry, the plan that they have. Cap is stuck permanently, seemingly, to the asphalt in the street. And Iron Man, because Thor's nowhere to be seen, Iron Man's the one that has to get, get him off. Whoop. Get him out of there. <laughs> hey. I'm sure there's a fan fiction out there about that, or a few. Yeah. So Iron Man's got to figure out how to get Cap out of there, and he says, I'm going to get you back to my lab. What does he do then? You tell me. Yeah, so he hops in a truck, and uh, <laughs> and for, first off, to preface this, so Iron Man can fly. Yeah. Why the hell is he driving? What, like what? <laughs> I know the image of him. I I want. I got to make it like a shirt out of it. He gets into this tow truck that just happens to be there. <laughs> And he's hanging his arm out the window and looking outside like a friendly, like, farmer neighbor that you have that's stopping by. Yeah. But his face, he's a man in an iron mask, and he's Iron Man in this truck. It's such a great image. Oh, man. So he gets the truck. Yep. Um, throws a, throws the line out mm-hmm. to him, and uh, Captain America grabs a hold, and they and they take off. And it's like a Marty McFly situation, yes. where he's grabbing onto the back of the truck, essentially. But he's water. He even says it's like water skiing. Yeah, right. The uh, it's like water skiing on dry land. That's just. I mean, that's just that's just skiing. Then yeah. you know, that's just skiing on <laughs> snow. Then it's concrete. Yeah, yeah, you could just take off the yeah the additive. <laughs> yeah, the the adjuster. It makes no damn sense. Yeah. Well, the Avengers get away because that's what they're going to go do is just they're leaving the scene of the crime. Things have not been solved, but I guess they have to save themselves. They manage to get away to Iron Man's lab. And meanwhile, Zemo arrives and all of the masters of evil are worried about Zemo kind of like they're like uh, boss isn't going to be happy. We let him get away. Zemo doesn't do anything really in this. I mean, there's one thing he does near the end that's pretty cool, but it's also pretty funny. He's not threatening personally. Like if you shot him with a melter beam, he'd be gone. Yeah. Why are any of them worried about him? Like, are they just worried about their check? I don't know. What do they even get out of it? This is what 1960s comics were. It's just people doing things for no reason, basically. One of the the beauties about this show is the three-act structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, all shows follow that, really. But each it is like Adam West Batman, again, where it's like there's always a cliffhanger before the commercial break. Yeah. And the narrator comes on, and inevitably, he asks a question at the end. We're going to go out on our break here. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. And But we're going to go out on a cliffhanger. Will the Days Past Tooncast crew even come back from this break? Will Travis sing Master of the Universe when he uses the restroom? We'll find out. After this cliffhanger. Cap knows he's trapped. The adhesive cannot be broken. What will happen when Zemo finds him helpless? Nature of the beast. Beast. Discover the ugly truths and dark secrets of true crime. The paranormal. The occult. And conspiracy. Join your guides for weekly episodes and face the true nature of the beast. Days past Tooncast, 
We're back. Yes. And we're still talking about those those swinging Avengers. Oh, man. 1966, the Marvel superheroes. Yes. Did you know that Marvel and DC have a shared copyright of a certain, not spelling, but uh, variation of the word superhero? That's silly, isn't it? What? I think it's where you put a space between super and hero. That's what they have a copyright over. Wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I prefer to not put a space. I like superhero as a single word, no hyphen. No, not that hyphen bullshit. Radioactive man. Radio, The radioactive man. <laughs> <laughs> the superhero. And Justin Thoreau. <laughs> and we're talking about... Really, it's Captain America, Episode 6, Zemo and the Masters of Evil. And last we heard from our pals, the Avengers pals, there was a there was a bit of trouble because Cap was stuck to a piece of concrete that they had to lug all the way on a tow truck <laughs> to Iron Man's life. It's like, like, this was actually pretty Marvel. Like, on one end, you have the very high-tech, relatively, like a man in a suit of armor that is powered and everything. And then you also have the very low at the same time, which is the middle of New York, asphalt, Taking a tow truck to get back to the lab. That's yeah. very Marvel. We're stuck to the to the world with foam. With foam <laughs> yeah, exactly. Glue. Yes. These threats are kind of not not so threatening. Yeah. <laughs> so they get back to the lab, and Iron Man is just not having any luck getting Captain America off that dang asphalt. <laughs> This is going to gradually become yeah. how I do the entire show. This I will like be my what natural state. Yeah, it's more that I don't know what I'm going to say next. And yeah. I don't know how to find you my way through sentences anymore. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I know you do. I, I do love it. it. I'm doing it for you. Okay. I want some more of it. You're like, I'm still thinking about what I'm saying right now. I'm still just talking until my mind catches up to my <laughs> mouth. So Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man has an idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just listen to it first. And then we apparently need to unpack this. Okay. Because you had a violent reaction to what <laughs> to it when it came up between us. I have an idea. Paste Pot Pete. Who's Paste Pot Pete? He's the world's greatest authority on paste and adhesives. <laughs> and he owes me a favor. Perhaps he can dissolve adhesive X. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> What makes this? I, I even have it, paste pot Pete question mark. I yeah. have that written twice in yeah. my in my notes here. I, I anticipated this. Okay. Now I know how ridiculous this sounds. What makes it worse is that we never even see paste pot Pete. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> it's like it's like his drug dealer or something. Like Iron Man flies out of the lab halfway across town. He flies off the screen. We're still just looking at the city. Three seconds pass, he appears on screen with what he needs. Apparently, he's talked to Pace Pop Pete and gotten this solution to solve the issue. Like, it's it's very poor storytelling. Okay, Pace Pop Pete is an actual <laughs> Marvel character. What? A villain who, from the 1960s, I want to say he was a Fantastic Four villain at first, but if he wasn't first, he ended up as an FF villain. He, he was... Okay, no wonder he became a villain if his claim to fame is being like the world's foremost adhesives and pastes guy. Yeah. That's that's what kills me about that. <laughs> Not just adhesives, but pastes. So canned yams, if you mash them up, he knows all about that too. Mashed potatoes, he is on top of it is what I imagine. I mean, back in the 60s, I guess adhesive was like cutting edge shit. I don't <laughs> was know. It? I mean, what the hell? Well, okay, so his thing was he had basically a glue gun and he would, I mean, it's basically what we're dealing with here yeah. is he would shoot adhesive on yeah. people and stick them. Now, he ended up Kind of an interesting character. One, he changed his name probably by the mid-70s, I'd okay. say. Maybe by the 80s to The Trapster, 
which this is better? better. Yeah. And I, now that still is kind of a, like, that's overselling what he does. I would say the yeah. trapster is like somebody yeah. who is like jigsaw from the saw movies where he like, he gets you trapped or something like that trapping me is different from spraying me with glue and making me stand still. That's not trapping me. That's just spraying me with glue. <laughs> and then he eventually changed it to Elmer's, right? <laughs> That's right. He found no? he founded the the empire, the glue empire that, of Elmer's. <laughs> He's that little that little face that looks like the Tom Thumb face yeah. on the Elmer's glue bottle. We just go right into glue knowledge for the rest of the show. <laughs> glue time. Yeah, it's yeah. glue time. The glue cast. Days past glue cast. <laughs> Goo cast. <laughs> Glue's past glue cast. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I think Pace Pot Pete also, uh, for uh, sometimes he's one of these villains that skirts the edge of becoming a hero. Like he's not sure if he wants to stay a bad guy. <laughs> so that's because Iron Man says he owes him a favor. So maybe even then he was had a good thing. I don't know. But Iron Man goes halfway across. He's like, I got a guy. I got a glue guy. I'm going to go talk to him about this. Pale on head. He, he flew away. He comes back with this like bucket strapped to his back or this oil drum back to his back. And he manages to to get Cap unstuck from the damn asphalt, and they come up with a plan, which is that they're going to replace the adhesive X that Zemo and the Masters of Evil are using with this anti-adhesive, and so when they're spraying it, unknowingly, they're going to free all the people. I don't, why are they respraying the same people? Is my question. <laughs> now that I think about it, they've already sprayed people and got them stuck to the ground permanently, right? Yeah. Why are they still spraying them? They're just spraying people that are already sprayed. <laughs> there are no rules. Well, I wasn't going to say that. Oh. I want to say that. Just no rules. No limitations. Yeah. <laughs> There's no There limitation. are no constraints on this. <laughs> so this, I mean, their their plan is unraveling right before their very evil eyes. And uh, Cap ends up having to face off. Thor faces off against Black Knight. Way, way outmatched. A god versus a guy in a night suit. No thanks. Not going to happen. <laughs> You kidding me? Thor's like, I'm going to go do blow over here. He gets the easiest job. Like Cap could, I mean, this is just unmatched. But so Cap ends up having to fight the radioactive man, the radioactive man who is easily very powerful. And you will find out exactly why everybody on the show has like, there's a certain voice, a style of acting that is extremely 60s that everyone has. It's in the delivery and it's in where the voice sits. And Cap actually has some great lines in this, some pretty funny stuff. He's got a bit of an attitude. <laughs> the way he talks to bad guys is a little bit like, all right, mister. I think he does call the guy mister, I think is what we're about to hear, which is like a father telling you to go to bed. Yeah. Basically, it's like, guys, it's getting too loud. Time to go to sleep. <laughs> but he's going to have to face off against the radioactive man. Run, the radioactive man! The more I spray, the more victims I set free. That's how we planned it, mister. The party's over. Ah, your shield cannot stop my radioactivity. If I am subjected to any sudden physical violence, I'd blow up like an H-bomb and take the whole city with me. <laughs> so your hands are tied. Perhaps, but I'm not going to use my hands. Instead, I'll use brains and teamwork. <laughs> Oh man, that's such after school special bullshit, but I love it. It's very cap. Like it's very Captain America, at least at the time. I'd say he would do that. He sells it, I think. He's mm -hmm. actually pretty good about yeah. that. So there was a lot that was going on in there. First, you've got a lot of good crowd work. You've got another, it's the radioactive man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the my problem with that emphasis is it's as though there's another radioactive something or somebody that you're specifying like it's the radioactive man not the radioactive woman yeah it's the radioactive <laughs> building 
<laughs> so you got that. You've got another Ba from Radioactive Man. So you, again, I mean, if you didn't know he was evil before, buddy, you, you do now. You got it. Partner, you can tell now that he's being evil fella. <laughs> and then Cap's speech, awesome. I love it. It, it's again. I blow up broken H boys. He's yeah, man. He was just reveling in his evilness. I like the idea of somebody. If you hit him, you're going to H town. Yeah, yeah. Hydrogen <laughs> town. So Cap has like a Houston? plan. Where's yeah, Houston. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so Cap does have a plan. He's gonna use his brains. He's gonna use his teamwork mm-hmm. bone and <laughs> his teamwork muscle is going to get flexed on this one. Yeah. So radioactive man fires a beam at him and cap has this whole conversation with himself. It is hilarious to me. There's more in this type of show. There is more talking to yourself about things that are time sensitive. <laughs> like he says, basically this, this is a split second move. I can't make a single mistake. He's getting ready to fire a beam at me. This is not something that takes, like, if you're going to fire a beam at me, you just, it takes three seconds, not even three seconds to do. Yeah. But he says all that, and he jumps out of the way at the last minute. Radioactive Man fires the radioactive beam at him, and Iron Man catches it in what looks just like a circuit board <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Iron Man gives this speech that I want to play because it is so convoluted. He's so proud of this invention that he has. Yeah. But I also I'm gonna I'm gonna say something now. It may not make sense ever, frankly. Oh, damn. But okay. It certainly won't until it's done. Probably. It's new ground. But this is in 1966. This is the first crossover ever, perhaps, between Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. Iron Man, Zemo warned me about you and your tricks. Good. Let me demonstrate my latest. It's a transistor-powered spool of lead foil I invented to protect atomic scientists against radiation. It seeks out and completely envelops anything radioactive. Then I attach this inflatable lead-covered balloon, and while you dangle up there, you'll have lots of time to meditate about what it means to defy the forces of law and order. <laughs> oh, man, that's heavy. He's like, Dude, by the way, you just said a bunch of stuff just now. He's just mouth is agape. He's like, can you say that again? <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to you. He, he gets really preachy at the end of it to defy <laughs> the laws and the or, order and everything. Okay, so the dumb joke that I made earlier. Okay. Okay, so what happens is Iron Man ultimately covers Radioactive Man in these metal strips that cover him in lead, apparently, and a lead-covered balloon lifts him into the sky and takes him away. That's the solution to the problem. That balloon is just going to go wherever the hell it wants. It's not remote controlled, so he's probably just going to die somewhere. It's a lead-covered balloon. It's a lead balloon. Uh, It's a lead Zeppelin. Lead Zeppelin, okay. And Iron Man is a Black Sabbath song. Wow. No, that's a different way. That's (laughs) like earlier. (laughs) Neither of us... (laughs) I love Black Sabbath. I love Led Zeppelin. Apparently, neither of us is able to properly even sing the one of the most known riffs in history, which is Iron Man. <laughs> Just making noises now. <laughs> You're making room sounds. Well, that's how they handle Radioactive Man. Iron Man has to face off against the Melter. What I like about this, because it isn't really a Captain America cartoon, because Captain America is featured only as much as... Certainly Iron Man, Thor a little bit less for reasons already uh, admitted 
I've already admitted that, and I will not talk about it again. <laughs> I won't do it. I refuse. It's double jeopardy, you say? Yeah. double jeopardy, you say? Actually, Melter sounds like an old gangster on this. Like, I, I'm going to play a clip here. We got Iron Man versus Melter. He sounds like an old gangster. Melter is ultimately defeated. First, we have to have an Iron Man, like, everybody talking to themselves again, just... I guess that's... Did people do that in the 1960s? I think so. Is that how we... Is it that, was more careful and, and thought out. I mean, everything, you know, had a... <laughs> Criminals were often ready to wait while you decide what you need to do yeah. and talk yourself up. Well, Iron Man has a great speech here, but pay attention to what, how Melter sounds. And at the end of it, Melter gets defeated by none other than a fire hydrant. The invincible Iron Man, defender of the weak, champion of the oppressed. How easily the mighty can be defeated. I can't go any higher in this diamond armor. And sometimes the only thing to do is to plunge headlong into the thing you fear the most. I'll match my skill against your melting beam. This will be your last challenge, Iron Man. My melting beam! It no longer works! Without your melting ability, mister, you're just another guy named Joe. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> you're just another guy named Joe. <laughs> what do you know, Joe? To everyone? He's going to say that, that line to everyone? I'm going to say it certainly to the G.I. Joes. Okay. Oh, no, it's the G.I. Joes! <laughs> I miss when we all called each other the Joe. The quips. Yeah. They're equipped with quips. Well, it seems like Duke from G.I. Joe is straight out of this time in that way. He has this old classy sense about how he insults you. you right, know? yeah. Yeah, Melter just, brash, eh? <laughs> Big time. Ah, Iron Man, defender. By the way, Iron Man, I mean, yeah, he's a superhero. He does defend the oppressed. He's also uh, a rich white dude. I mean, yeah, he defends people, but he's also the man. Yeah. He's kind of like, I don't know, he's the defender of the status quo. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, he he just slams back down. And I mean, that's that's something that kind of... Okay. Travis, I'm going to do a little spoiler for Avengers here. Okay. Okay. The Avengers movie, Iron Man... Dies. Fly, well, you think so for a second, but you know he doesn't because he's got more films in his contract. He flies very, <laughs> very high, and then he comes crashing down, and you think he's dead. So this is this is like 50 years ahead before that. You've got Iron Man flying very high, crashing down. So apparently in the movie, they just forgot the part where the aliens should be defeated by him crashing into a fire hydrant and ruining all of their technology because that's what happens to the melter. And I guess that's that's the level of technology we were at is that everything could be ruined by water. My my Hi phone can still be ruined by water. Hydrogen bombs and, and water. H-bombs and H2O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's how Melter gets defeated. So really, all they have left at this point is Mr. Zemo. Helmut. I think his name is Helmut, like H-E-L-M-U-T. If your name is Helmut, I think you can drop the alleged from your Nazi status. No? No. I'm getting a no from my no. counsel over no. here. Okay. No. Uh, sustained. <laughs> you don't have to talk to them, guy. Guy. <laughs> Helmut. He's paying you in stolen and like stolen paintings. <laughs> All right, so they go after Zemo. Cap Cap is gonna have a one on one with Zemo here. I've been wondering, like Zemo talks about the revenge he's gonna take on Captain America. I think his revenge on Cap is not gonna be to kill him. It's gonna be to glue his costume to his body, just like he did to him. If not, they should let me go back and write that. Yeah, <laughs> because I think that'd be very fitting. But Cap goes up against Zemo, and Zemo has a hidden skill. It seems he claims to be a karate master. 
I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the way he, like, okay, Austin Powers judo chop, that stance where you have, like, really stiff arms and you just have your hands out like that, that's essentially the stance he takes. And it's like, again, th- action figures being, like, poked at each other. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of forced into the movement. A karate blow. Yeah, exactly. Judo chop. <laughs> Um, but, well, back then, that shit was cutting edge. Oh, yeah. Judo had just been invented. <laughs> or we just had discovered, we had just started uh, trading spices with the <laughs> with the Eastern lands, right? <laughs> An extravagant... Fuck out of here. ...dyes and, and cloth. Good Lord. Trade had just started. Cap is going to face off with Zemo. Zemo seems to have a super superpower of his own, which is to make... Any object he hits sound like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I, too, am a fighter, as you shall see. See what a karate blow in the hands of a master can do. <laughs> Anytime something hits Captain America's shield, they use a crash symbol. Like that. That fucking that that bite sound. I love all of those sounds. They're they're clearly from like a library somewhere, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Probably filmation uh, acquired them whenever this <laughs> this place shut down. And we, and we haven't touched and we haven't touched base on this. So every time that, that a sound effect happens, of course oh, yeah. of course they, they do like the big um, you know, thock yeah. or bang, you know, clam or whatever. So I wrote down I wrote down some of these. Excellent. And I think that'd be funny to share. We can do it now or later, but Whatever Let's do it of. now. Okay, cool. Give me a taste of them. All right, so some interesting ones was twang mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that went across there. It's the sound of a string being plucked. Um, fizzed, <laughs> F-Z-Z-Z-T-T. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thok, T-H-O-K. I know thok. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a knuckle to the head, <laughs> to the scr- scroll. The scroll, the skull. Yeah. Uh, zunk, that's Z-O-O-N-C. <laughs> that one I don't know. Yeah. Talank. T-L-A-N-K. That's like a metallic thing. Um, Bok, B-O-K. That's what chickens say. Also, walk, W-O-K. That's what you cook in. Whoosh, that's a normal. That's, okay, that's, that's just normal. That's yeah. pretty normal. Um, we do have Clang, K-L-A-N-G. Wasn't he on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I think so. We have Zam, pretty normal, Z-A-M. Z- yeah, I just don't know what Zam would be, though. Schwiz. S S S C H W I Z. It makes me, it's like a ShamWow yeah. <laughs> substitute. We have uh, Crump. K R U M P F, and I think that's it. Those that are I wrote down. Those are great. <laughs> yeah, they show up all over the place. I had to pause it every once in a while. I was like, "That is, that's crazy." Yeah. They're just doing shit now. There will be multiple ones on the screen at a time too. Sometimes that one I couldn't even pronounce earlier. The uh, the fizz fizz fizz. I mean, I can see that being like fizzing electricity or something. Like you know, you know what I mean. You would, wouldn't you? Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Well, Zemo is overcome by Cap, of course, because Cap rules, man. You can't, you can't go to toe to toe with this man. <laughs> you can't do it. Don't you try. can't go to toe to toe town with <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Alliteration's getting off. Off. <laughs> We're getting crazy. It's getting wacko over here. It is okay. Cap defeats Zemo, and he gives this speech that's really, it's like a dirty, hairy speech almost. Like, they zoom in on his big, beautiful blue eyes, and he's like, look into these eyes. These are the eyes of a man who will never give up, will always do the right thing. 
these are the eyes. Like, it's like almost like he is committing to his love to Zemo is what I thought he was going to do. He was like, look at my eyes. These are the eyes of a man who's never going to quit you. But that's not what he says. He says, basically, he's never going to quit America. Zemo and his pilots make a daring escape attempt. And this is when big meathead Thor shows up again and does something that's... <laughs> Fresh out of the Coke lounge. Hello there. <laughs> he... He's he does something that real is kind of in Thor's character because in my mind Thor is not a good thinker so much that heavy on the thought process. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would tell you that the he's hammer heavy, he carries he's, around? Yeah, he's he's more of a, well you know when you when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Oh, <laughs> he he comes out and he just sees that they're escaping and so he 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 takes his own stance on what should happen. Spin my mighty mallet, spin. And create an all-consuming space warp. A space warp big enough to absorb Zemo's entire ship and the merciless beings within it. Thor, what did you do? What will become of Zemo and his ship? None can say. A space warp can lead anywhere. To a different country, a different continent, or even a different universe. <laughs> but whatever their fate, one thing is certain. Mankind has been saved from the masters of evil. Thor's like, I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> you guys, I'll be, yeah, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll be right back. Am I done, guys? <sighs> Save the day. <laughs> Thor just, they could have caught them. The, the ship is escaping. Thor is as strong as anybody in the world. Thor is God. He's he, he is a God, and he is basically <laughs> Superman. He could have flown over and just like wrestled the ship to the ground. Instead, instead he he just sends it to nobody knows. It's a there's no telling shoot. where my hammer yeah, puts. People. I have absolutely no idea where I've sent them. <laughs> Perhaps nowhere. <laughs> Perhaps to prison. To, he could have sent them to Candyland, a, a good place. I my, mean, he, my hammer has been doing blow as well with me. <laughs> I just, it seems like he just, he's like, this is what we do in Asgard. We send people to random places. And this is a power he has. Now, I don't, he can open up portals where he wants to go. That's just kind of a random thing they threw in there that he's basically magic eight balling <laughs> where he sends people. That just seems ridiculous to me. It's a total lottery thing. But that's how they solve their final issue. So Zemo will return, I'm sure. You know, I mean, that's the point is like we can't send him to prison because that's boring, I guess. Yeah. But Thor really stepping in with the meat. It's a very, he, he's very He Man, I will say. Super He Man. <laughs> yeah. He's a little prettier. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, we just are gonna agree. It's a good-looking man. Yeah, dude. I, mean, I don't want to. Yeah, know, no. I was hang out with for a second. I think but... he's a gorgeous man. Yeah, just like a rippling, muscled-up, <laughs> blonde-haired beauty. You know, just like radiating masculinity. Yeah, just like in that helmet. Just digging it. Just spin my mallet. <laughs> spin my mallet. <laughs> That's that's Zemo and the Masters of Evil. I almost said Masters of the Universe every time I said Masters of Evil. It's, I, it's I a think you're gonna say Herculean it. effort on my part to not do that. And that's it, man. I I was really entertained to watch this. I, I gotta was say, too, man. I was like, too. I can enjoy it on both levels of actually like this is good looking. Yeah, both. Yeah, up and down. Okay. Low and high. <laughs> I will say that between like on these 
you get some really good images and you also get some of the ugliest men in the world that they, like some of the drawings are just straight up ugly. Yeah. But that's, that's what you had in New York in 1960, right? That's the way they did things. They did things way different back yeah. then. Talk to themselves and everything. It was zany back then. New York's still zany, yeah, brother. it is. <laughs> you know it, about that. In the tune world, it gets <laughs> zoinky. Oh. <laughs> Zoink? Zoomp. Zonk. Well, Travis, what did you think, well, how did you like these characters, your first exposure to the main Avengers? Did you have a favorite? And what were your opinions of these people? Um, you know what? I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, Captain America is epic as hell, man. Yeah. So I don't really follow any of the a lot a lot of the Marvel movies like we talked about on the first podcast. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the Captain America ones. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of a corny character to me. But this one puts him in a Superman light here, man. I mean, he is he is epic. He is America. And at this time, I'm sure, you know, that's that's what they needed. Think, think. If Duke was under that mask, he just is not joking as much. Oh, man. He's willing to go to any lengths. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Cap, I didn't like Cap that much growing up, but yeah, I thought the same thing, but he's a badass, man. And he in the is. comics, even more so because in the movies, he has powers. In the comics, he's basically just Batman, like powers, non-powers-wise. Yeah. So he's going up against a radioactive man with no powers. Right. He's just a, a really strong dude. With just America in tow, man. Yeah, just the powers of America and, and teamwork and brains. And a, and a belt. And a belt, yeah. <laughs> and some shorts. Yeah, yeah, I love that, man. And um, I liked it. It was good. Good. I, I, d- I definitely want to fall off into some Avenger movies, man. I would like We're to. We're going to do it. I would like to do that with you, sir. We're going to do it. Yeah. Well, Travis. Yes. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? Uh, yes. Oh. Yes, I do. Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. What's up, Will? Hey, man. How you doing over there? I'm pretty good. I'm good deal. How's that coffee? Cup kind of smells. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we talked about this earlier, Travis. Yeah. Coffee uh, might be taking on the properties of the cup. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's still doing its trick. Got some different cultures over here. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So I got some epic toys for your ass, buddy. Ooh. So apparently in 1973... Mego or Mego? Mego. Oh, I pronounce. I've always pronounced it Mego. Yeah, I like it. So Mego uh, released a, um, I guess like a Marvel toy line. Yeah. Um, and I got one of these here. It's a Captain America, eight inch tall toy. It's like, uh, man. As far as I can tell, the wrists move. I don't, I'm not sure what else move on the actual doll. My cousin, ha- he might still. My cousin who introduced me to comics yeah. had some of these. Really? Um, they're like a plastic head, plastic hands, maybe plastic feet. But I feel like the body is like plush <laughs> or like a doll. It's like a doll action figure mix, but there is no action. Yeah. And they're... Well, they're, I mean, there's some action if you... Hey! Um, yeah, I know what they are. Right. Okay, yeah. man. So if I had to... Uh, if I had one of these, how much would you... Just a or, one? Or, or, <laughs> Just a, ca- a Captain okay, America okay. Mego toy. Yeah. How much do you think that would sell for, sir? Uh, Mego. <laughs> um, I think it would. Okay. Is it in the barracks or is it not in the barracks? Not in the barracks, but it is. It is in, in the pr- barracks. <laughs> 
just rolling with it. Yeah, uh, it's it's in really good condition though, and uh, almost minty, almost minty, if almost you minty, but not yeah, not not I guess not in the package. I'm not even sure if it really came in a package. Uh, I would just yeah, it's just sitting on the thing, like, yeah, <laughs> on the uh, shelf like a stuffed teddy bear. Yeah, I'm not real sure. Yeah, well, uh, one, of, one of these recently went for a certain price, sir. And what was that price? <laughs> They each go for a certain price. Yeah. I would say. I would argue that much. Um, I'm going to say Captain America Amigo will be a dick. Be, oh, I'm just I'm okay. throwing out different versions. I'll be a dick if I want Ma- to. Mahigo. That's my right that Captain America fought for. Mahego. 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 Captain America threw his mighty shield and it brought him back uh, $60. Get the hell out of here. No. No, Will. No? Not at all. You sure? I'm positive. Checking again. One of these would go for 1,052. That's Shit. like a lot more times what That's you said. many times yeah. what I said. <laughs> Multiple times what I said. Yep. Man, yep. okay. All yes, right, sir. Yes, sir. Let's move on down the line here. And I have a Iron Man Mego. The Iron Man. The Iron Man. <laughs> Mega toy the here. Iron Man. He's also eight inches long. <laughs> Sorry. It's gross. Yeah. And this is in a not pristine condition. This, oh. is, this has been played with. Got some rust on that iron, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His eight inches have been played with. Oh. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, man. How, how much do you think one of these would go for, sir? Okay. So, not doing so great. No. But still solid. Not in pieces. Not in pieces. No. Okay. Not in pieces. Um, but but keep, keep in fact that uh, it's a little dirty. I mean, some some of the, the parts on the Iron Man is you just know, clean it. I mean, yeah. before you put it on eBay, people. Here's here's a PSA for you: clean your shit before you sell it. <laughs> hey, he didn't get the memo. <laughs> well, I'm sending it out now. Oh, okay. Okay. Send okay. it back through a time portal. Okay, yeah. Okay. 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 We got a dirty man, a dirty <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> It's a special variant uh, yeah. figure. It's a dirty Iron Man. Uh, I'm going to, Travis, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say $100. Ooh, that's funny you would say that because it is $129. Hey, that's pretty good. And not bad. You're not getting better. Bad at but all. sometimes you fall off, though, but you're not bad. All right, man. It's not a skill, by the way, or a talent. <laughs> it's just a crapshoot, much like Thor's hammer throwing of the space warp. He called it a space warp every time, by the way. I love it, dude. I love it. And speaking of our favorite cocaine abusing bandit here, mm-hmm. uh, bandit <laughs> Thor. We have next we have to talk about your understanding my, what, of Thor's character. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a vintage 1970s Mego Thor. Excellent to, 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 to finish out our little three yeah, pack or yeah. our threesome. How much do you think one of these goes for, well, sir? Goes I'm, for Thor. Sorry. Thor goes for I need to know some information such as, is he in the package or not? He is in, no, I don't think these were sold. Travis, in the, just answer the question. <laughs> I don't think these were sold in a package. I'm not interested in your speculation. I, as I said, I don't think these were. Ooh, these speculation. Were, yeah, I don't think these were sold in any package, man. Okay, I mean, this well, is that's just an eight-inch toy. Speculation. And the condition's really good. Um, it RG. Says, it, it says here that the <laughs> the uh, head's face paint is in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> So specific. Yeah. You know what? How, how's the head shape? How's the yeah, right? <laughs> What's, it almost sounds like they're like, hey, listen, don't look over here behind the elbow, though. Yeah. Do not look behind the elbow. Check out this head action, though. <laughs> uh, okay, so a good head Hulk. I mean, excuse me, good head good Thor. Good Lord. Let's see where your mind's at, you dirty <laughs> bastard. Well, good head Thor is going to be... Ooh, mm, 
What you got? Uh, Eight fifty. Eight dollars and fifty cents. No, eight thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, good William, buddy. Good William. No, you can get one of these for one hundred nine dollars. Free shipping too. Why is he so much less than Captain America? I don't know, man. And, yeah. And uh, okay, so next up to kind of to kind of piggyback on that is the boots. I found here just the boots that the Thor was wearing for the for the Mego toy. <laughs> Someone else is. They're just selling the boots. Just the boots. Please. Just the boots. Some weirdo is just selling the boots. Just How much the boots, do these would go for, sir? Keep in mind the other one was 109 for the whole doll. What do you think the boots are, sir? Uh, ten dollars and nine cents. No, thirty-five bucks. Solved. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> and that is all the toys I got. Well, Travis, yes, that is an excellent. Bandits are job. good, right? Bandits are good. No, they steal. They're st- okay. They're like highwaymen. They they yeah highway. Highwaymen, yeah. They find you on the highway, and they take what you have. <laughs> back when highways were dirt roads. Oh, man. Yeah. Good old 60s. Oh, man. Yeah, back in the 60s. <laughs> the 1860s. Well, man, thank you, Travis, for your work. And yeah. uh, Captain America, thanks you. And the masters of... E- no, okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he had a whole month. <laughs> he had his time. Well, all right, guys, that wraps up this installment, this issue of Days Past Tooncast Adventures. Yes. And uh, before we head on out, I would like to tell you to go check out our X-Men Attack parody slash uh, mashup. Yeah. (laughs) Celebrating all things mutant. Uh, We have not only a song that uh, Travis and I wrote and rapped on, Wrapped, wrapped, ripping and wrapped all over it. Rip, right. rip, 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 wickle, wickle, wrapped on Just it. Just ripped it a new one. Ripped it right into the rip, rip town. <laughs> USA. <laughs> <laughs> Always America, baby. It's Captain America. Um, it's on YouTube. If you do a search for Days Past Tooncast on YouTube, you will arrive at X-Men Attack. Check it out. There's not only a great song, but there is a video. And being March Marvel Madness, there is no better time to go check this video out. Also, you can contact us on Twitter and follow us there at dptooncast. Also, dptooncast at gmail.com is our email. And you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. Travis, tell me about Nature of the Beast, your podcast. Yeah, man. So I do a podcast with Brandon and Catherine called Nature of the Beast. That's true crime with a twist. And it's found everywhere that podcasts are found it's really good you need to check it out you can go back to our archives and check out the shows we did back in august of last year yeah it's good mm-hmm. go check out the files the files the secret son. the secret files of nature of, of the, the base man good lord we gotta get this out of our system man. we need an exorcism in here all right guys join us next time march marvel madness Continues. Marvel Town USA, baby. Marvel Town USA, and I'm the mayor, and Travis is the mayor. What, two mayors? Two mayors, five presidents. Don Mayors. You do the math. Yep. All right, guys. Tutor my duder. Yeah, hey, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking, bro. That's never good. Tutor my duder. You got it. Peace. Peace.